Coming up in the Fairways of Life show today, you've shot a 62. That's the good news. The bad news, you're not atop the leaderboard alone. There were three 62s shot at the Sony Open. We will recap everything that took place in round one. Plus, it's a Friday. Time for a news dump. We have news from all over, including a major champion. In fact, a multiple-time major champion that was arrested. All of that and more coming up in the Fairways of Life. We're worldwide. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Yeah, I meant that in that little tease opening the Fairways of Life show this morning. Welcome one and all who are joining us from around the United States, from around North America, from around the world. We are delighted with your company. Yeah, you shoot a 62, an eight under par, and you share the lead. Three players on the mark of 62 after round one. Peter Malnati, Jason Kokrak, and Joaquin Neiman. Uh, Neiman, as you might remember, was in a playoff last week against Harris English, so obviously still has the good form going, all with rounds of 62. And it's not the first time that they've had three players shoot a 62. It's happened multiple times at the Sony Open. Now, as to Peter Malnati, who was the first to post that number, uh, there, there is a stat that I'm going to give you that he did yesterday that I find absolutely amazing. First of all, he hit 8 of 14 fairways. Eh, not bad. 11 of 18 greens. Well, not bad. He had 21 putts. Think about that for a second. That means that he one-putted 15 greens. In- incredible. Now, having said that, it's also important for us to note and to remember how putts are measured. He hit 11 of 18 greens, which means he may have been using the putter. I'm not suggesting he did. I'm just explaining that he may have been using the putter from just off the putting surface. That doesn't count as a putt in the stats. So it still may have come across as a two-putt, but the putt that counts is the putt that takes place on the putting surface. So 21 putts. It's the same for everybody. It's how it's measured. 15 total putts in his final 14 holes of round one. So we obviously had it going. 21 putts ties his fewest in a PGA Tour round. Ties, which is interesting too. In round one 2017, RBC Canadian Open, he did the same thing. 21 putts was the fewest of any player in the field in round one. Shocking. Fourth round of 63 or lower this PGA Tour season, most of any player in the PGA Tour this season. Just let that sink in for a second. We're talking about our friend Peter Malnati. Fourth round of 63 or lower, and that's the most of anyone on the PGA Tour season in this wraparound season. I think that's fascinating. Now, it gets even more interesting. It's his fourth round of 63 or lower this PGA Tour season. Yes, he had zero rounds of 63 or lower on his PGA Tour career prior to this season. That number is like 450. Think about that for a second. Peter Malnati uh, spoke afterwards about what he did. Now, granted, he played early. So normally you would think, okay, it's early. The greens are, are more receptive. Maybe the winds are down. But accounts coming in from Hawaii are that the weather conditions and the conditions of the golf course, the golf course is drier than usual, so the the fairways are running out more. Uh, The greens are clearly, obviously, receptive, but they're putting extremely well. Oh, that combination and just, I guess, 
Peter Malnati coming in with the with the Hawaii vibes and in, in, in chilling right for him was able to go out and post that 62. Here's how he defined it. Solid. Um, you know, it felt good. It felt uh, it was another word I'd use is kind of easy. You know, golf's never easy. There's certainly a lot of, uh, you know, every shot out there challenges you in some way. And there's a lot of shots with the winds and everything on this course that are challenging. But but it just it felt pretty effortless today. Um, you know, I was never. I was never too far out of position. The one time I was, it was because I hit a shot that was too good. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was it was solid. It was effortless. It was easy. It was nice. Course playing firm and fast today, it seemed like. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's I mean, the fairways have really, really picked up speed. The greens are still receptive. Um, if you get a nice shot, like a nice iron shot, and you're playing out of the fairway, the greens will still hold, um, which is why I think, you know, I was able to shoot a good score. You're going to see a lot of other good scores because the greens are holding, but the fairways, whew, they're chasing. What's um Three. No, it was a perfect. It was a perfect approach shot. Honestly, it just went a little farther than I wanted it to into the back fringe. But it was a, you know, it felt like a twenty foot putt. Yeah. No, I was off the green, but it was I used putter. Yeah. Hmm. I made nine of them, didn't I? Um, recency bias. I liked the one on nine. I hit a bad drive, and I played a smart second shot. Um, I wanted to try to sling something in there and not try to knock it up on the green in two, and I was like, that's stupid. Um, so I, I laid it up, which was wise, and then I hit a great wedge and, and, and made it. So that, that it's probably recency bias, but I really liked the birdie down nine. You're playing the fall, obviously. It was peaking, and obviously we take the break. It's kind of yeah. just a little continuation, a little bit of rest at home kind of helped as well? Yeah, no, it was it was so much fun to get a little time off and uh, you know spend time, spend some time at home, but yeah, definitely get back out and, and kind of keep that mojo going, because I was. I was playing nicely in the fall, so so it felt, it was cool today. Another answer to favorite birdie. Um, I actually missed a pretty short putt on the 10th. I hit a great wedge in there. I missed it, and I made like a 30-footer on 11, and it's like, okay, I can still do this. I, I, <laughs> I still know how, so it was, that, that was really, that was important. Was there, was there one Put one hole that kind of maybe like kind of sparked around a little bit. They got it kind of going. Um, you know, I bogeyed. Uh, I bogeyed the thirteenth hole, which was my fourth um, after two birdies to start, kind of. And then I was disappointed because I missed another putt that I expect to make um, on on thirteen. But I stepped up on fourteen. Just you know, didn't feel any sense to to pressure pre- to press or do anything. And just hit a really nice drive, really nice short iron. Made made you know four footer for birdie. And it's like okay, yeah, that was that was like. To respond to the bogey with the birdie, it felt like, all right, this is, I'm in good shape. I got this. Interesting, isn't it, that Peter was talking about a bogey that he had in his fourth hole of the day and another putt somewhere that he was not pleased that he didn't make. He had 21 putts. It just is incredible. So, Dom, you were, you were barking at Andrew when we were listening to that sound that, that Peter had sent you some, some cool family photos or something. What were you talking about? Yeah, I mean, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, him and his wife, Alicia, just had their first child. Um, I think his name is Hatcher, but I'm trying to confirm that. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to mess that up. Um, but <clears throat> I sent a couple pictures to Andrew. These are pictures that he texted to me. Oh, look but at that. Boy, look at that. It's so cute. And you were talking about his play. And we'll have Peter on very soon. I, we actually almost had him on just about a month ago. Uh, but he was very busy, and well, he was trying to fit too. us yeah. in. And I said, Peter, no, you don't fit us in. We'll just wait until you have some time, and then you can come on with us. So he sent me some pictures, which you're, which you're looking. Look at that. That's his first haircut. Oh, there he is. <laughs> if, you're, if you're with his us in the television side, there's a, there's a picture of Peter Malnati's baby boy. At, it looks like a legit barbershop, and he went, went and got his haircut. 
That's got to be hard. Anyway, for a so when you have a, an infant in the chair, kind of wiggling around, and you're trying to cut the hair. So this is a note that Peter sent to me. This was uh, a few months ago. Just as among other things, we were just talking. But he said, starts, "Parenthood is the best thing ever." Please stop texting me, Dominic. <laughs> Parenthood is the best thing ever, even better than birdies, which in turn might make it easier to make the birdies. That's what he sent to me, and this was several months ago. And you were just going over his stats and telling me, uh, whatever it is, all these sixty he- rounds that he's never done before. You know, basically all of that took place after his son was born. And then look at those those adorable pictures. I mean, I'm just saying, we've had conversations on this show, Matt, about it before, talking about players becoming parents for the first time. Yeah. And it either ruins them or makes them, it takes them to a level they've never been to before. Well, I mean, again, it's so distinctive. He's had four rounds in his last 16 of 63 or better, he didn't have any in his prior 450 before those. That's how significant it is in terms of, in terms of these numbers that, that he's hitting. To go 450 rounds on tour, and he's a winner on tour, and now all of a sudden he's doing things that he hasn't done before, and when he's been on with us in the past, he spoke about understanding who he is and where his strengths are. Clearly... His, his nerves and soul are settled in making those kind of putts. He's a great putter, and he always has been a great putter, so he, he continues it. Uh, Titleist, Bushnell Rangefinders, Garmin GPS, TaylorMade, Vokey Wedges, Ping, Bridgestone, Tour Edge, Callaway, Wilson, Nike, Puma, I could go on. All of these brands and many, many more are what you can find at the PGA Tour Superstore. You can shop them online safely, PGATourSuperstore.com, if you please, or if you want to go into the store, you can go in with the confidence of knowing that it is an environment where they respect your safety. And I've seen what they do to keep those stores clean and safe. It's unbelievable. Everybody has to wear a mask when you're in there. And when you're in there, whether online or physically, you're going to see everything that you're looking for in the game of golf. PGA Tour Superstore, that is amongst the reasons that they are the number one golf retailer in the United States. Now, that's 62 by Peter Malnati, and he led for most of the day because, again, he posted his very early uh, in the day, uh, was matched by two players in Joaquin Neiman and Jason Kokrak. And Kokrak's coming off a a recent win uh, this season anyway. He had eight birdies, no bogeys, nine of 14 fairways on the day, a 16 of 18 greens in regulation, 27 putts for him. His 62 Ties his lowest round of his PGA Tour career. He also shot a 62 in round two of the 2017 AT&T Byron Nelson. His 62 marks his lowest opening round on the PGA Tour. His 62 marks his lowest round at this event by two strokes. And it's his 20th career round at the event. He shot in the 60s in the opening round in all six career appearances now at the event. It's the third time leading or co-leading after 18 holes in the PGA Tour. So far, though, he has yet to convert any of those into victory. His previous two wins were the 2013 American Express and the 2019 BMW Championship, though. It's his sixth time leading or co-leading after any round on the PGA Tour. And as I mentioned, it's his sixth appearance at the event. So Jason's talking about the good vibes, the good chill, what's working for him and why it works specifically in round one. <laughs> um, very solid round. Uh, I played uh, solid all day. I kept the ball in the fairway, a couple miscues here and there, but um, 
you know, hit it right on number one, but uh, made a nice putt there for par. Um, you know, didn't hit it really that close out of the bunker on 18, but, you know, other than that, I, I made some nice putts in the middle of the round, but took advantage when the, the conditions lightened up a little bit. Uh, very little wind to finish my round and, you know, can kind of point and shoot. Just kind of a comparable round to your final round at uh, the CJ Cup where you won, just bogey-free, kind of a little stress-free kind of round? Um, I definitely think I hit it a little more solid uh, at uh, CJ Cup uh, than I did today, but uh, I think things are around, uh you know, winding right into shape like they were at the CJ Cup. I think, uh, you know, I'm playing well, and if uh, I can drive it like I did on that uh, the last, like, five or six holes, I think we'll be right there. Did you did you honestly, um, deep in your heart, think you could win every time you teed it up before Vegas? And can you talk about if there was any difference between your self-belief coming out of Vegas? Um, I mean, obviously, after getting the win, there's definitely a different uh, self-belief in myself and what I can do. Um, it's just whether or not I was going to get it done. Um, yeah, I definitely tee it up every week trying to win, knowing that I can win. Um, every week I don't have my best stuff, but sure. knowing if I go into the week with uh, with something good, then I definitely am going to be right there at the, at the finish. Uh, there for quite a few years, it was all ball striking, and I never putted that well. So switching to this putter, 36-inch putter, um, you know, I, I think I'm putting it very well. Speed has been great, and... You know, I'm very pleased with the ball striking. I think if I can tidy it up, tidy it up a little bit off the tee, I think we'll uh, we'll do some special stuff here. Um, so we'll see if he can channel that special stuff into a high finish or a victory this week at the Sony Open. Again, Peter Malnati and Jason Kokrak are not the only two that shot 62, believe it or not. It's a three-way tie atop the leaderboard. Joaquin Neiman is the third. You remember he lost in a playoff last week in Maui. We're going to hear from him coming up in just a moment. You know, yesterday, Dom, do you remember the cheers when, when Cliff was on Jeopardy and, and one of the, you know, the subjects were like beer and that's how I felt yesterday. I did a, a podcast and I was asked on the podcast, basically, you know, where are the best Lynx golf courses? I felt very much like, you know, Cliff picking beer for 800 because I, and you can find the same of what I'm talking about at Ireland.com. I was explaining that when you're talking about the great Lynx golf courses of, of Scotland or even in England, and there are many, and they're, they're incredible, still, the UK is protected from the ravages of the Atlantic Ocean by Ireland. Ireland is in between them. So when you think about Lynx golf courses on the Emerald Isle, Think about just forever being pounded by the Atlantic Ocean. And that's the reason why the, the shoreline, the coastline around the entirety of the island is, is so fractured and torn and ripped and dramatic. Well, that's also where these Lynx golf courses are. You know, soaring dunes and plummeting valleys, all of it, you can find that beauty the, the mysticism that obviously accompanies it, and, and rightfully so. That's another conversation for another day that we can get into about th- this land and just how incredible it is. It connects with you in, in ways and, and it allows, it. I like to say, your soul to fly free. Uh, but you're also, you also can play some really fun golf, some, some really unique links golf if you, if you haven't been. You go to Ireland.com and you can see it all for yourself. When we come back... We're going to see some more of the leaders and contenders out at the Sony Open. We're going to hear from how and why 
They authored the round that they did. I'll go deeper into the leaderboard and still coming up some news items on this Friday on the Fairways of Life show right after this. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless, and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamsongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, I made a superior product, so I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Friday. I hope you guys are doing well. Peter Malnati, Jason Kokrak tied atop the leaderboard alongside of young Joaquin Neiman, who had an eagle. And of note, the eagle came on his final hole of the day. He chipped in. 
The estimate is about 50 feet. So an eagle, seven birdies and one bogey, 10 of 14 fairways, 15 of 18 greens, 26 putts. Chipping in helps. 62 ties his lowest round of his PGA Tour career. He also shot a 62 in round two uh, when he won at the 2019 a military tribute at the Greenbrier. And 62 also marks his lowest opening round on the PGA Tour. Now, you remember, Joaquin last week was in a playoff against Harris English. He had a chance to end it in regulation and missed a relatively short birdie putt. And then in the playoff, he pulled his approach shot, a trundle down the hill to the left on that 18th green in Maui and was only able to produce a par there against English's birdie and securing of the victory. So for Joaquin Neiman, it was a, he went back to his psychologist, to his coach, and instead of measuring it against how close he was, he measured it against all the things that went right that put him in a position for possible. Well, possible exists once again after an eight under par 62 has him tied atop the leaderboard at the Sony Open. And here is the way that he assessed. That's a good way to finish. Like I said, uh, finishing with an eagle is always nice. Uh, good way to keep motivated for tomorrow and have a nice round. Just say, if you can just describe your round, what was really working well for you out there? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Uh, hit the ball great off the tee, hit my irons really close, and make a lot of good putters. I think the only little mistake I had was on, on number 12 that I just, I, I don't know what happened, just hit a really firm putter and I just three putted there. But other than that, it was a pretty good day. Just kind of just a little bit of a continuation from, from Sunday? Yeah, uh, yeah, after I finished, I just, I was just keep thinking on, on the negatives of Sunday, uh, the way I, I play on 18, just keep my mind a little bit uh, frustrated a little bit. But after that, I think I was just thinking more of the positive of the week, uh, the way I play, the way I the way I play on Sunday, and just taking out the positive and try to put that into this week. All right, for those of you watching us on the television side, you can see the leaderboard that we are displaying on the screen. We want to go through some of the names on that leaderboard. Again, atop it, Malnati, Kokrak, and, and Neiman all on the score of eight under par. Tied for fourth at six under par, Vaughn Taylor, Jim Herman. Herman's an interesting story because he couldn't play last week because of a positive COVID test. Said he went through four really tough days uh, with the uh, infection. In fact, I guess he said it, it, it swelled something within his, his lungs and it made it even difficult to, to sit because it, because it caused a pain in his back. But he feels good right now. He does not yet have full return of his ability to smell or taste. Uh, but clearly, he had the touch that he needed with a six under par 64, tied for fourth and two shots off the pace. Aaron Baddeley, also a six under par 64. We're going to hear from him in just a second. Patton Kazire, Daniel Berger, Siwoo Kim, the rest of that grouping at six under. So, for Aaron Baddeley, a veteran campaigner, although he looks the exact same as he's ever looked for the past, what, 15-plus years, uh, everything was working for him at 6 under par 64, and he explained why. Got there today? Uh, just a, pretty much just played solid all day. Drove the ball nice. Uh, this is definitely a course where you got to hit some fairways to be able to control your approach shot. And um, I feel like I hit a lot, quite a few fairways and um, hit a couple close, but also made a couple of putts, uh, which was nice. What, what you were just saying you're kind of working, you've been working on your putting. What specifically have you been working on? Um, sort of freeing it up. Um, instead, of, instead of really just trying to make the putt, it sounds sounds weird, but like trying to just make it instead of like 
trying to hit the right line or trying to hit the right speed, just step up and make it. And that was sort of that was my thought today. Honestly, like it's been a really weird stretch, like because I feel like I've been playing well and just not putting the scores on the board. Um, you know, if I I'd play all right and hit one poor shot or something, and you end up missing the cut by a shot, I feel like I missed maybe like a bunch of those by one shot. And it's just there's not much of a such a fine line. And I actually felt like I was playing well, um, just wasn't quite getting it done. And um, been working with Butch Harmon since uh, August, so he's given me like two things to to focus on and. Um, I've just been working on those every day, and I've seen it getting better and better and better. And uh, it was a matter of just trusting what I've been been doing and, and going out and just playing golf. And that's sort of what I did today. It was good. Aaron Baddeley. So Dom was, was yelling at me as, as we were listening to him. I said he looks the exact same. I actually didn't know what his age was, Dom, but you said he's, he's almost 40 years old? It's amazing. Yeah, he, he turns 40 this March. He looks great. I was lamenting to Matt. Look at all that hair. I wish I had that hair. Look at it all. Yeah, but it's hard to judge the hair when it's in the back like that. How do you know, like, maybe... You think he's got, like, a reverse mullet going on? You never know. nothing going on up top? (laughs) You never know. (laughs) I doubt it. I think he's got got plenty of hair. He has four PGA Tour wins. Yeah. That was, like, a, a reminder. I was telling Matt. I was looking it up. I was like, wow, I forgot he won four times. That's incredible. Siwoo Kim uh, is the last in that grouping at six under par, as I mentioned. They all had rounds of 64. From there, we go tied for 10th. And those on tied for 10th include Harry Higgs at five under after a 65, Henrik Norlander with the same, Brendan Steele, who last year, you remember, battled for this title, opens with a five under par 65, so obviously still has a good vibes going there. It's good to see Chris Kirk playing well, a five under par 65. Hudson Swafford, the same. C.T. Pan, also. Uh, J.T. Poston, Mackenzie Hughes, Tom Hoagie, uh, David Hearn, all tied for 10th. Chase Seifert, all at five under par, including these two. Webb Simpson at five under par after a 65, and he explained how he's playing, how the course is playing, and what was unique about round one. Um, I drove it really nice and putted really nice. Uh, I feel like the shots I left out there were kind of my approach shots. I didn't hit, you know, I wasn't as sharp with those as I want to be. Um, but, I, you know, I kind of just played consistently all day, and, you know, it was nice to get a couple of birdies coming in. This, uh, this wasn't on your schedule uh, to begin with. Uh, just, if you can just explain why you kind of added it. Yeah, I mean, I love coming here. I don't miss many years, but, um, you know, if I, if I were to play last week and get in when I was supposed to, it was going to be a long trip away from uh, my wife and kids. So, I just thought it was best just to pick one and show back up at Phoenix. I know you, uh, you were talking to Todd about this. You play really well on, cor- on courses like this, old school, you know, maybe like you know around 7,000 yards. Why is that? Um, I love kind of the, you know, the opportunity to hit wedges and short irons into greens. I feel like that's always been a strength of mine. Even when I don't seem to play well, those seem to still be pretty sharp. Um, and I have a lot of those opportunities here. And... Um, I, I love when fairways matter. You know, this week the rough isn't as long as normal, but fairways still matter a lot. 
So it's interesting when you hear someone say that they hit it really well, they putted really well. He had 29 putts, but he had 16 of 18 greens. So that explains how 29 putts could be categorized as a really good putting day for him. A 65, a five under par, a mark is an excellent one at that. It's his 11th appearance at the event. Another veteran campaigner, uh, on the, he was actually asked about the OB stakes that they added on 18. Because when you, when you have an event of this stature at a golf course, and normally there's, you know, corporate chalets on the course. There's, there's grandstands on the course. It's very easy for the tour, for the, for the tournament organizers, to create options in terms of how to play a hole or to take options away. And when those grandstands and, and corporate chalets, when they're not there, on the 18th hole, players could take it down the 10th and have a flip wedge in. Well, the PGA Tour made that line an in-course out-of-bounds. A 5-under par 65 was had by Billy Horschel. He explained his round. Uh, another good solid day of golf. Um, no bogeys. Uh, started off, hit, hit a really good shot in number 11. Um, sort of didn't hit hit as well the next few holes, but then uh, I think I made a good swing at number um, 15, 16, and sort of got me back on track, and I played really solid. Uh, I missed some greens with some wedges. Um, I think it was a little bit tougher today. Wind felt like it was swirling. You know, was it hurting, helping across? You know, tough times with some wedge shots, especially where the pins were located, but really solid around the golf, um, so I'm excited with it. Course seemed to play firm and fast today. Is that, is that your kind of assessment? Yeah, I haven't played here very much. I think it's only my fourth time in my career playing, and I um, haven't played in about four years, and so... Uh, I think early in my career, it used to place, it was always soft and slow. And, you know, you just never know with the weather um, leading up to it. And so this is the first time I've seen it this fast and this firm. And I've always wanted to play it this way. And it's, it's exciting to see it because I think this is a really good golf course. Uh, makes you think off the tees on, on the clubs you're going to hit off and then where you try and land it on the greens. Uh, the greens are still very receptive, um, but the fairways are surely fast and running out. All right, so others on the leaderboard that I want to run through, and the groupings are so huge because the scoring was so good. I'm, I'm going to just kind of jump around here, tied for 23rd. I'm now to scores of four under par. Russell Henley is in that grouping. Nick Taylor is there. Robbie Shelton, Charlie Hoffman. Colin Morikawa is four under par. He had six birdies on the day, but he had a double bogey mixed in there as well. Hideki Matsuyama is four under, so too is Michael Thompson, Brian Harmon, Mark Hubbard is four under par. Those at three under par represent scores of 67, tied for 40th. Eric Van Royen, Kyle Stanley's there, Kevin Na, Matt Every. There's uh, Charles Howell third, uh, tied for 40th, three under 67, who always plays well at this event. Veteran campaigner two, Stuart Sink at three under after a 67. Uh, groups at two under par. I'm, I'm, really, I'm starting to pick out just notables at this point. William McGart is in that. Ari Sam Ryder. Ben Taylor. Jerry Kelly is two under par. Will Gordon. Yeah, the field is massive, Don, Dom saying in my head. One under par scores tied for 72. Kevin Kistner had a one under 69. Adam Scott did as well. Jim Furyk, a one under score of 69. Bo Van Pelt. The same, Rob Oppenheim, one under. All of these players are sitting on the cut line. Obviously, we have a whole nother day to determine the fate of the same. Brandon Grace 
one under after 69. Davis Love the third, a one under 69. So too for Vijay Singh. From there we go to scores at level par. Parker McLaughlin had an even par 70. Interesting to see him in the leaderboard again. It's good. Seamus Powers, level 70. Harris English tied for 99th after win last week. Matt Kuchar, even par tied for 99th as well. Keegan Bradley in that same position. So is Kevin Tway, Scott Brown, Rio Ishikawa, even par 70. Sergio Garcia. Level par 70. Andrew Landry as well. Zach Johnson was one over 71, tied for 115th. DJ Trahan the same. And Nick Watney, a one over 71, has him tied for 115th. Going deep into this leaderboard. Luke List, two over 72. He's tied for 129th. Obviously, all these players have a lot of work to do. Hunter Mahan back out at it again, tied for 138th. Three over 73. Needs a big day today. Billy Haas, 5 over 75, tied for 44th. All deep into the leaderboard of the Sony Open. We're atop the leaderboard. There are three. Peter Malnati, Jason Kokrak, and Joaquin Neiman, all on the mark of 8 under par by virtue of matching scores of 62. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up in just a minute. TourEdge.com is where you can go to see their massive product line. The product is built right in the United States, just outside of Chicago. It's all backed by lifetime warranties. Think about that for a second. Their new wingman putter is getting a very good response from many because it has a very high MOI. MOI means a moment of inertia, and it talks to the stability at the moment of impact, how much the club will wobble in one direction or another. And when you're talking about a putter, if it wobbles open or wobbles close, obviously the ball is going to tend to go in that direction. So you can check out the wingman putter if you need some help and more stability in your putting. Who doesn't? Plus everything else that you could ever possibly need in your game. They are setting records every single year in terms of acceptance by the best in the world and in terms of overall sales. Their philosophy is this, build it the best that you possibly can, packed with all of modern technology and make it within reach of all. More of the Fairways of Life show. We come back. A new stump here on this Friday, including a disturbing news item in the overnight hours about a multiple-time major champion, including at the Masters, that has been arrested. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present. From cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. 
Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It's green. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. The only morning golf, digital radio, digital television available live around the world and always for free. Plus it's 24-7 on demand, video, audio, whatever way you want it. It was was awesome yesterday having uh, Bob McIntyre on the show and Carney on the show. The day before with with, uh, Mark O'Meara. Did you see what happened with the Mark O'Meara show, Dom, with the, with the ratings around the world for that thing? It's yeah, it's so unbelievable. It took, it off, took off big time. It, uh, but it was a great interview. I mean, come on. I, I don't know what sense. I wouldn't say it went viral necessarily. I don't even know how you measure that, but but it was pretty amazing. And and his stories were were fun too in terms of like telling us what he was thinking on that putt at the Masters, his final putt. So I told you yeah, I had some I, news I, items to share with you. Yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. A two-time major champion, Angel Cabrera, was arrested in Brazil. He's been charged with a variety of offenses, and he's awaiting extradition back to his native Argentina. Apparently, the charges include assault, and it stems back to some domestic relationships that he had back home. We'll continue to follow that story. Uh, Spikes in COVID have caused the organizers of the Waste Management Phoenix Open to reassess their plan. They had planned on allowing 8,000 spectators on site. Now, remember, this is an event that has, at times, hundreds of thousands of people on site on any given day. Uh, Well, they were going to have 8,000 people on site in 2021, but because of those spikes that I just mentioned, the new number is reportedly 5,000 spectators 
on site. Uh, and also, speaking of COVID, related to the same, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am organizers have announced that the Pro-Am portion of the event will not be held in 2021. They're also going to have it on two courses, on Spyglass and on Pebble, and it's obviously just the professionals. I did see an interesting comment relative to the same on that on uh, social media yesterday, Twitter, I believe, where they're saying, well, this probably means that for the first time ever, because they don't have that, the pro-am portion, that the golf courses will be toughened up and we'll see, you know, a different pebble. And I'm wondering if, it, you know, granted this time of year, it tends to be very soft. So it's hard to, to do an analogy to when a, a U.S. Open is there, say, in the summer. But, you know, however, they can tighten it up and maybe the weather will co- cooperate that it will be drier than it normally is. But it'll be fun to see how that plays out. You know, that that lends itself to the conversation about fans on site. And I think virtually every tour player that I've heard mention it has done a really good job of saying, no, we, we would like fans to be back and we want fans to be back. But from a person that's been watching it, just like all of us have on television, I, and honestly, and I'm not, I don't mean to disparage anyone, but I haven't missed the fans. I, I think the golf that we've seen has been great. I think there's been plenty of nerves uh, down the stretch and the quality of play from the, from the winners and the contenders have been entertaining as all get out. Uh, LPGA news as well. There is a new event that will be taking place in February, part of a two-swing Florida event in February, in fact, at the Gainbridge LPGA. It's going to be held at the Lake Nona Golf and Country Club, a place that has a very distinctive history, including being the host site of the very first Solheim Cup. It will be this February, a 120-player field, and it will feature a purse of $2 million. Coverage of the Sony Open will pick up today. We have it for you in Golf Channel at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and once again, it will extend late into the primetime hours. It will be 7 p.m. Eastern Time again tomorrow, and then on Sunday, it starts at 6 p.m. all four days in the three days that remain today, and the other two will be on Golf Channel as mentioned. The radio coverage can be heard, uh, PGA Tour radio at that, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can hear that on the PGA Tour app on pjtour.com. Both of those are free and available around the world, and you can hear it in North America if you subscribe to SiriusXM Satellite Service. Hope you guys have a great day. Very much looking forward to the golf tonight and being back with you if we're spared on Monday. Until then, have a great one. Be safe, be careful, and goodbye for now.